you know, I've gone through the spectrum of frou-frou drinks for many, many years doing these things with you. Yeah. But tonight I have Henry's hard, sparkling, spiked, sparkling water, lemon lime. Boom! You're drinking alcoholic water? Yes! <laughs> There's such a fucking thing? Yeah. It is, yes, it's Henry's hard, sparkling, spiked, sparkling water. It's the lemon-lime. There's lemon-lime, and then there's uh, like a pomegranate, I think. It's got 93 calories, very low carbs, and it is <laughs> it is alcoholic water, basically. It's like LaCroix with alcohol. Did someone just fart? No. I can't. <laughs> I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum! Astral Radio Z is a horror cult. Exploitation film podcast by filmmakers, critics, musicians, journalists, and fans for the film obsessed. Here is your host, Derek Terry. Welcome to another Puppet Master episode on Astro Radio Z. This was the episode that I was kind of dreading coming to in this series. We have gotten through what before this episode I thought was possibly the worst Puppet Master movie in Curse of the Puppet Master. That is going to be put to the test here, dear listeners, tonight. I'm going to leave it up for mystery. It probably won't take very long to find out what it is, but you'll have to listen to find out what is the worst Puppet Master movie, because holy shit, it's in this episode. So uh, along with me tonight, I have the usual crew. Mr. Scott Davis is with us tonight. How you doing, sir? I'm doing fine. Thank you, sir. Then next to him is the BFD, Mr. Glenn Bittner. How you doing? I'm doing well, Derek. Thank you. <laughs> oh, it's Robert Toulon. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know Robert Toulon came on this. Every single year, each of these franchise episodes, I have a character come on the show. It's amazing. How you doing, Robert? I'm I'm doing all right. That's <laughs> <laughs> amazing. Yeah, I can't seem to find my pants though. <sighs> Oh my gosh. Okay, next is Mr. Daniel Edenfield. How are you doing, sir? Uh, can't complain. How are you? <laughs> you gotta come up with a new saying, dude. Ever you can't complain about anything. You never complain about complain oh. about something, please. 
I have to watch this shit. Okay. <laughs> now you sound like Glenn. Now that Glenn's not here, <laughs> Robert Toulon's on the episode. You can be Glenn for the episode. <sighs> <laughs> and Mr. Baltimore himself is back. Seth, how you doing? I am uh, dreading the end of winter storm we're currently getting hit with. Ugh, fuck winter. Yeah. Fuck winter. It, square in the ass. With a twirling lawnmower. That's all I got to say. There's another six inches sitting outside my house that just happened today. Fuck this shit. Talking about the snow and not the porn parodies, right? Yeah, I'm not. It's not jizz. It's it's not jizz. Another six inches. Just wanted to make sure. (laughs) I see Gordon like that one. (laughs) Mr. Mark the Movie Man, how are you doing, sir? Well, by the smell of the sulfur and the feel the heat of the flames, we can only be one thing, an episode dealing with these three Puppet Master films. <laughs> oh, wait, hell. No, I meant hell. Well, same thing. Pure brimstone. Oh, and, brimstone. That's my drift. And, and Mark, Mark's here. Oh, hi, Mark. Oh, hi, Mark. Thank you. <laughs> I can't oh tell you God. how. That's a, that's a little preview, guys. That's a little <laughs> preview as to what we have before. in store. Um, and last but not least, I've been meaning to get this gentleman on my show for a few years now. We kept talking off air, trying to set this up. Was going to do an episode just with him, but the Pup Masters came up and he couldn't wait any longer. <laughs> he had to come on Astro Radio Z. The man, the myth, the legend. Who I like to call the Takashi Miike of American Underground oh Horror, my God. Mr. Du- Mr. Dustin Mills, that is on on the show. How you doing, sir? I'm I'm good. That's ridiculous. What you just said. I'm excited to be here. It, I'd be more excited if it weren't these three specific Puppet Master movies. <laughs> but like, I'll talk about Puppet Master all day. So I, you know, I'll take what I can get. <laughs> well, we did try to get you on the last Puppet Master episode that at least had one good Puppet Master movie in it. But yeah, yeah, do as you lose, bud. <laughs> I know, I know. And I, you know what? I've seen I've seen them all, and they don't get any better after this either. Really, like, well, the reason for that is is because Dave Dakota is involved with oh the rest Lord. of them. Nor yeah. is Victoria, whatever her face and Victoria whatever Sloan. her names. Yeah, the, her too. <laughs> all right well folks grab your beverage of choice hopefully it's very stiff and get ready because we're going to talk about 1999's retro puppet master what is it what have you found? Cyclops. He was one of the first of the family. For those who think they've seen it all. Now, see how it all began. Let's begin. Saved, but the secret must be saved. You can make your puppets truly live. And there is little time, shall we begin? 
we shall be Avengers. Now, Retro Puppet Master is supposedly a prequel to Puppet Master 3. (laughs) (laughs) Now, the reason why I say supposedly a prequel to Puppet Master 3 is because it's Andre Toulon again sitting around a a fireplace telling an, an old flashback to his puppets in a very cheap way <laughs> about the time when he learned the secret of reanimation. They decide to fuck with continuity. Supposedly in Puppet Master, the original Puppet Master, if you remember, Andre Toulon committed suicide in 1939. Right. <laughs> Who wants to tell me what year this movie is set in? 1944. <laughs> <laughs> so throw that shit out the window, folks. <laughs> so, so supposedly, well, this is what I'm guessing. Andre Toulon is going through dementia. That's the only way that this <laughs> <laughs> And what, what is the story that the demented Andre Toulon tells us? Well, he is telling the story of the time that he, as a young man, played by Greg Sestero from the immortal Tommy Wiseau's room, was a young puppeteer and learned the secrets of Egyptian black magic to resurrect his puppets and make them do his bidding. This this supposedly takes place in France, and uh, every single last character in this film has the worst, the worst fake accent I've ever heard <laughs> in my entire fucking life. Glenn, would you like to describe the acting style? Or, or maybe give us a, a little taste of what's the acting style like of everyone in this movie? There's, it, it might be my 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 German and Norwegian heritage, but there's just something about anything French that makes me want to punch it in the face. <laughs> but this was the French or something French sounding punching me in the face nonstop for a little over an hour. <laughs> oh my God. I just. Oh, but Glenn, but Glenn, where are you going, Glenn? <laughs> yes. I mean, only only mildly saved by by the mummies, uh, mummy Max Headroom and his friends. <laughs> a bunch of mummies that look straight out of Ed Wood's orgy of the dead. <laughs> but but mad respect to a movie for putting mummies in it, right? Like you never see mummies in no. in anything. Sure. So at least give them credit for having mummies. I guess. <laughs> I'll give them credit for the mummies and not for the three dudes that just repeat each other's lines to pad time out in this movie. Right. Pad just, time out in this movie. Pad time out in this movie. Pad time out in this movie. Pad time out in this movie. Oh man, Retro Puppet Master could be titled Retro Puppet Master, Retro Puppet Master, 
<laughs> retro pumpkin canister. <laughs> and and uh, Dan, what did you what do you think of retro puppet master? Oh God. Um I, I, I'm guessing I don't know, maybe it's just because I've subjected myself to all these other ones, but I actually kind of didn't mind this one. And all right, <laughs> hold on. <laughs> he's got now he's got to backpedal a little bit, folks. This is kind of like Mark saying, someone saying before, you know, I have a German, I have a German porn, but <laughs> but the six inches on the lawn's telling me something else here. <laughs> I see Gordon like that. One. I actually, I didn't. <laughs> I actually didn't mind it and I don't know why it had like your it was around this later time the full moon movie started coming out with the same formula and I really can't explain the same formula that they use other than just you know like one or two closed look I guess closed sets and you know very small cast and just a whole lot of talking and not too much happens, but for some reason, I kind of enjoyed it. I think it's just all, again, all the shit that's going on in my head that they never talk about in the movie. Like, they mentioned this Sutek is an elder god. Then the old dude later on mentioned something about when the old gods rise. Well, you know, he's already got my attention because I'm a Lovecraft nerd. And then they're doing black magic and shit, and I kind of didn't mind the movie. It wasn't as bad as I thought, even though it was pretty goddamn awful. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's true. And I think I agree with you 100%, Dan. Out of the three movies tonight, oh, I can't believe I'm going to say this. This might be my favorite one. I mean, uh, I like <laughs> the three movies that we, hear, uh, we watched tonight. I mean, I, well, I just, I liked it. It's something about Puppet Master, because I even talked about it whenever we way in the wayback machine when we talked about the very first puppet master just these little injections it's almost like if if they did this by mistake then they are possessed by demons <laughs> you know just the little th like i said when they say sutek is an elder god the way that they cast just almost you know haphazardly just throw in a little incantation just out of the blue you know it's like some little throwaway line that actually kind of has a cult connotation to it. And like the whole parallelism, as stupid as the timeline is with him, you know, just, ah, fuck it. He killed himself. Well, no, he didn't. He's back in 1944. Fuck it. You know, it just, it's even dementia, though, Dan, dementia. <laughs> that's, the, that's the explanation for it. The puppets were never alive. <laughs> it's all <laughs> yeah, this is five ravager. Yeah. That's what this is. It's, you know, even doing that, it's almost a parallelism with the, the golem legend, the ancient Hebrew legend of golem. And demonic possession. It's just unfortunate that it's in these movies. <laughs> I, it, God, I, like I said, I just maybe it's because I've sat through part six. But I mean, I didn't hate the movie, but I, even though I really should have, I guess it's just uh, it's not as bad as six. <laughs> oh, man, let me let me tell you, after six, I think somebody taking a crap in someone's mouth would have been better than watching this movie. I think yeah. that would have been a step up. Oddly okay. enough, we get there later in this episode. <laughs> I see Gordon like that one. <laughs> now, Mark, I wanna I wanna ask you a very pointed question here. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because as Dan said, we have the, the storyline of Sutek coming back. 
Did you want to see Sutek doing ab crunches in this movie again? Did you kind of miss that there were no Sutek ab crunches? Yeah, I I, I miss the Sutek man. I, I miss him. I'm like, oh, you're gonna mention him and he doesn't show that that. You know, we get we get the Bopsy triplets. You know, sit there the dime store mummies at first, which I, I dug the mummies, and then they they got all like, you know. I don't know what they were, but you know, rip off <laughs> men in blue or some, you know, blue man group or something without the makeup. But I, uh, yeah, I, I was, I was hoping to see a little more Sutek in general. I will say, yeah, out of these three movies, this one probably, probably is, is the most, you know, coherent, but it also is, uh, if this was the first one, I'm watching this going, how many times are they going to reboot this story? Because <laughs> this felt like, here we go a new origin now now we've changed the timeline again because i'm like i don't remember him doing this in egypt in the other movies (laughs) no because the other movies we had a definitive well at least in number two which i think in the timeline after part two every subsequent film tried to throw number two under the bus and say fuck you you never happened kind of like what they, they they did with uh ang lee's hulk movie (laughs) <laughs> never happened yeah. forget about it <laughs> so number, number two where even though they used that footage in subsequent uh sequels the timeline of him being in cairo and you know winding up talking to some weirdo in a in a turban and finding out the secrets of uh <laughs> reanimation that just gets thrown to the side now along with the fact the reanimation fluid is nowhere to be found uh dustin what do you think of this convoluted timeline and what they did with this one? See, I, uh, two is actually my favorite. Like, and I know that's abnormal. Most people, I think like three, the best. Um, and it's always sort of bummed me out. that two gets, gets tossed out the window. Like I like evil Toulon and, uh, I, and I like the way the puppets were in that one. So, I they they keep trying to retcon it back to the puppets or the heroes now ever since four, and I I don't know I guess that's fine, but it's I mean it's it's impossible to follow and it's impossible to make any sense of like even the fucking legacy movie doesn't doesn't make any sense of it like they had the opportunity to completely rewrite it again and just make it make sense and they couldn't even do that so I don't I I don't know man it, like it's it's ridiculous I just want to watch puppets kill people <laughs> like I like at some point you just have to stop caring I think amen yeah I think that's that's a wise way to go about it because I agree with you I, part two has my favorite Toulon yeah in it I love that that cheese ball uh invisible man style yeah it's like a it's like uh, a universal horror movie like it, it's foggy graveyards and the giant full moon and like an, an over-the-top you know villain like that's why i dig that one it has that right amount of cinematic artifice and it felt like a movie and as these go on they start to feel less and less like movies like curse is the first one where it's like oh shit this doesn't feel like a movie anymore and then from there on it just you know it's i don't know if it gets worse but it stays at a at a pretty constant level of garbage well Um, well i think we can attribute that to (laughs) dave dakota being at the realm because at this period of time and then beyond we hit dave dakota's i don't give a fuck stage wait wait, wait. Uh, you mean dave dakota who directed a talking cat yes exactly well i like i I like dave dakota but i mean i think you can count uh, attribute it more to 
the fact that they were no longer distributed by Paramount, so they lost right, a lot yeah. of their funding there, uh, and the fact that Dave Allen, who was used, who had rest in peace, was, yeah, such so, such a great great uh, special effects wizard there, and he was responsible for all those great effects. I mean, I mean, if it if it isn't uh, evident in retro Puppet Master, the days of us seeing those beautiful shots of puppets leaping off the bed and running across the room with their blades out. That's a long ago, bittersweet memory at this point. I was, I was thinking about that as I was watching these and it, not only did they lose the special effects, but each of the puppets lost their personality. Like I think yeah. any, any sort yeah. of life and personality they had in the first like five movies is because of David Allen. And once he was gone, they like not only do they barely move, but they barely seem like characters. They're just like set dressing their props now. Yeah, well, absolutely. I mean, he, as it goes along even worse toward the end of the night, there's an entire movie where they just they're either hanging or standing on a table. And that's yeah. it. Yeah. Well, even in this one, you actually see a hand at one point yeah. turning the puppet over. <laughs> I'm watching it. I'm watching it. I'm going wait, where'd the third hand come from? Because neither one of these two a-holes are, are actually turning it over. So who the hell's turning over the, the blade pup? What the f- There's a There's a part in the theater, too, where there's just someone with a blanket over their head holding it up over a bench. If yeah. you look closely, yeah, it's, it's really bad. <laughs> let's, let's go ahead and talk about the puppets in this one. In the beginning sequence in which we see Guy Rolf again it, with dementia, I'll keep saying that, talking to the, uh, to the puppets that we know, you see them for all of maybe three minutes of this movie. And then the rest of the movie, we get totally reimagined puppets of those same like versions of those same puppets uh we get we get a new blade we get a new tunneler it doesn't make a damn bit of sense for blade to be there like the movie's already forgotten like where blade came from apparently yeah absolutely i mean that was totally i mean even in his own movie because dave dakota directed that one as well i know i know (laughs) well i mean like they have like certain puppets that are okay your pinhead and then they would bring up and then your blade and then they'd say i'm like okay those are the same names as the later puppets and then they go to tunnler drill sergeant i'm like i'm like wait what the (laughs) fuck and then it goes to dr death i'm like okay now you're just making shit (laughs) i actually like i actually kind of like drill sergeant better than tunnler it is a better better name but they but they you know what they missed the boat on it he was already he's got to be tunnler again I'm sorry. Oh my God. <laughs> I, I mean, regardless of the fact, there's very little imagination in any of this. I actually really, really love the designs of the new puppets with the kind of like the wood look to them. There was something about it that I thought was, uh, how do I say this? Well, especially compared to Puppet Master vs. Demonic Toys, there was something really kind of artful about them. Seth, what did you think about the look of these retro puppets? I think it was a lot more believable. They had that like rustic, like they definitely looked handcrafted, vintage antique, um, but just felt like Charles Band redesigning them to shill out more toys. Oh, obviously, yeah, that's a hundred percent what's of course, going with on. All the, with all the new ones, Cyclops, who was you know one of the first, and all these new characters that no one 
ends up giving a shit about because we didn't have five movies that were decent to love them. But uh, at well, least we the would puppets, never see. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. So, uh, go ahead. At least the puppets did a little bit in this movie. Uh, they were, you know, writing protection signs and uh, biting the mummies, who were probably the best part of the movie, even though they were fairly lame. But the puppets at least did a little bit in this movie. Mm-hmm. They actually moved. Well, yeah. I think wow. that's got to be a step up from the fact that Curse of the Puppet Master was all regurgitated footage anyway. So <laughs> we actually got new puppets and actually got people doing puppeteering in this film. Glenn, were you kind of miffed that we would never see a character like Dr. Death ever again? <sighs> miffed? No, I don't know. I mean, I'm kind of done with puppets in general for now. Uh, so. We still have one more episode to go, Glenn. Oh, well, yeah, and I work in a game and toy store, so I sell these fucking things. So, um, I just, I just didn't care because, well, no, actually, I I, I thought the production, the, the look of the puppets was cool, but... <laughs> Everything else was just so bad. I'm just like, it doesn't matter. It's like, oh, look at that. You put whipped cream on the diarrhea pie. I still don't want it. I still don't want it. <laughs> I got to agree. There's, I, I think if I were going to say any good things about this movie, it would definitely be that it kind of has a gothic feel to it. It's not horribly produced. Um, which leads me to wonder where did the money come from between curse and this <laughs> to be able to up the ante like number three, it focuses on the past, which I think suits this uh, series a lot better than setting it in the current age, because it just, in what world would these little tiny puppets scare anyone? That's what I, I don't get. That's why it never worked for me. So like three works for me that's kind of why i like this one a little bit better but let's talk about the bad in this movie the play the the pace of this movie is fucking glacial oh god (laughs) it is so fucking slow the acting is atrocious (laughs) across the board mostly because everybody i can't believe this their accents are horrible, but they're all overdubbed. <laughs> overdubbed horrible. Some bad actors being overdubbed with even worse overdubbed now, actors. Now, now, Greg Sesteros, uh, when he did this movie, um, I was hoping to get – I've actually been reading The Disaster Artist, and I was hoping to ha- that it would have like a lot of details about this production. It doesn't, though. The only thing it does say is that they wanted them to talk like with an English accent, kind of like Guy Rolf did. Mm-hmm. You know, it was kind of more of an English accent than anything. And uh, he didn't think he could do it. So he, when he went in for his audition, he says, well, I'm ha- half French anyway. So I'm going to do – we'll try – going to do a French accent. And, and he insists, no, this is an authentic French accent. <laughs> but you know what? It's, like, I don't know if it is or it isn't, but it's terrible. I mean it's like borderline Inspector Clouseau. It's yeah. terrible. It's racist. <laughs> he, he is in a disgrace to his French mother. <laughs> oh my God. Well, speaking of racism, how about the whitewashing of the people in Egypt in the flashback sequence in the beginning? 
where, where oh. the one wizard is running around like some pyramid or something where we see uh the mummy twins pop up which and, by the, they, they got a lot of mileage out of that shot of that guy going by on a camel <laughs> oh. yeah they did <laughs> they, 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 you see that a lot but like, oh we're in egypt now good yep well, that is typical uh, Charles Band full moon hijinks where he's just regurgitating footage over and over again. Only this time, any of the fur- footage that he's regurgitating, he decides to put a blue filter over right. the top. Now it's blue, guys. Why is he doing that? Now, why is he doing that? Is that to hide that it's obviously from a different film source? Because he does, that doesn't, I'm sure. It doesn't hide it that well. No, no, no. That was day no. for night. Yeah. <laughs> Come on! I think you're right because the shitty, the, the shitty uh, train footage at the end yeah. was all blue, so that was obviously day for night. Yeah. Oh, oh my gosh! So, some let's, I'm gonna round out a couple more things that that's really fucking bother me about this movie. Um, let's talk about Greg Sestero. Uh, why was he such a total cock to the ticket man at the train the train station for no fucking reason? He was nervous. He was nervous. He was he was nervous. Dementia. Scared. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he walks up in that dementia. It's like he he's trying the the big finale of this movie where there's a, a whole train battle after he had va- supposedly vanquished. Uh, the the bootleg dudes from Dark City. Yes, thank you for bringing that up. I was almost going to bring that up. That yeah, I was fixing to say that too because that yeah. was like the only point of the movie that one of the main points that I actually liked, honestly, to me, that final sequence was kind of well done. I, well, mean, I wish someone would have woken up the composer. Um, <laughs> did you notice that the music does not like? increase in in pace or anything during that scene like it's just sort of plotting along as there's the climactic fight scene going on and, it's and really- i mean i agree but then again it actually i don't know maybe it's just twisted but i kind of like that it just it was very low and so it didn't distract you with all the pomp and the circumstance and stuff it, believe me i know about ego driven stings I, and cues <laughs> just, I, th- I, I, like think, I think they need the pomp and <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i think i agree with dustin because i'll yeah. tell you the last I 30 like, i felt like i was having like a fever dream during it i was like what is nothing's matching up what is happening now there is yeah. something i have to bring up I was gonna don't leave, do not ever do this in a movie and this is mainly i don't know if it's just me but the way me and my brother have always been if you want to take something and make it fun anything you can make anything funny by putting in a slow motion and leaving the microphone on yes that, that part, <laughs> when the three guys walk in the theater and, the, and it just goes to slow motion and you hear hey what the devil do you think you're doing i fucking lost it and i was breathless for like another five at least five solid minutes i couldn't hardly breathe i was laughing so hard because it didn't make any fucking sense i'm I'm, I'm glad glad daniel did that impression because i was thinking about how am i going to imitate that because i gotta bring it up and i don't do it well but he does it well <laughs> so, oh my god i just lost it with the hey. i was laughing my ass off <laughs> I, I i for, for a moment i thought there was something wrong with my computer <laughs> i did not edit these glenn anyway i didn't i didn't watch your copy these are all on YouTube. <laughs> this was on YouTube. This was on YouTube. A lot of them are on YouTube. And I watched my and I watched the copy from uh, Full Moon uh, Direct. 
that's what I watched, except for the um, Puppetmaster versus Demonic Toys. I had to watch on YouTube because I couldn't find it anywhere else. I had I actually owned that DVD. I, uh, I, I own that DVD as well, but that's a story for but, another time. You know, I watched, I did watch this twice though. I watched it uh, once with this, and then I also bought because just like within the last week. Uh, Riff Tracks did a version of Retro Puppet Master. Oh wow! Was out. So I had to. I was like, I gotta watch it, and it was cathartic. <laughs> I'll say that it was cathartic. <laughs> Just <laughs> I, I watched. I watched my version from the Echo Bridge Home Entertainment Collection. Yes, <laughs> that's the one I have as well. Yeah, it only goes up to nine though, so that's so disappointing. But. Don't worry, they have Blu-rays of the Axis movie, so you're set. Yeah. <laughs> Mark, you want me to send you the links on Amazon? I'm, I'm good, thank you. They've, they've just announced that they're working on Blu-rays for Curse, Retro, and The Legacy. I Who can't the believe fuck they're doing is going to get duped into that bullshit? <laughs> I don't know who's going to buy a Blu-ray of The Legacy. I mean, the other ones... I want to know figure, how, but- how you upgrade... Uh, curse up to HD when it was shot on an old potato. Like, can, you go, can you go from old potato to HD? Is there a way to upscale that? Yeah, it's a potato vision. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. It's gonna be part of the potato vision collection. It'll be like it'll be like the same way that they get people to you know buy rebuy DVDs and Blu-rays. They already got because oh we put a grindhouse filter on it like oh, but, but Dustin, did they the, shoot this will be the potato they, vision filter yeah but did they but did they, did they use the cinescope fucking lenses with that potato <laughs> maybe there's more information there that we're not aware yeah of. yeah you're right you're right you're absolutely right <laughs> so last Listen, you, you haven't seen curse until you've seen it in the original anamorphic aspect ratio like <laughs> <laughs> in the Lawrence of Arabia version right. of, of the Curse of the Puppet Master. <laughs> last last point I want to bring up before we wrap this one up, boys. The panhandler kid. <laughs> that kid in this movie, there's a there's this kid in the, that's outside of the theater where Toulon does his really shitty puppet show. And um he has the most unique hard sell to get people <laughs> to, to give him money. I have never, ever, ever, ever been approached by a panhandler that would have that kind of technique, that hard sell where you basically guilt trip your, your client so poorly and then use reverse psychology on them to say, but this will make you feel better. Don't you feel so much better? Right? For giving me this money. He's friends with a young person afflicted with dementia. I mean, I guess he, they just learned their swap techniques with each other. I don't know. Oh, this fucking... I, 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 I've seen guys try to get dates that way, but it's not a very... It's kind of a sleazy way. <laughs> kind of a sleazy well, way to if, do it, though. <laughs> well, if he was looking to get some pussy, I think it'd be a little different. Well, don't forget, he is... A, he, you know, I think he's trying to get, you know, Toulon's handoffs because as Elsa says, you know, oh, I'm sure you must have... Whip, have have your you plenty you plenty of women to choose from, and I'm thinking, yeah, 
lady because they really line up around the block for French puppeteer cock. I mean, it's just, I couldn't believe that line. Lines like this, like, yes, he's like the toast of the town because he has a puppet show. Come on. (laughs) French puppeteer cock. That is the quote of the episode. All right, folks, let's go ahead and let's wrap this one up. Let's go down the line and give final thoughts on this fucking turd. Mark, What when all is said and done, where do you place this? You give it a yay or nay? Uh, it's... it's ha. Uh, compared to... <laughs> what is a ha? Huh? Compared to the three we've watched for this series or just in general? What do you mean the three we watched? Just in dude, general, Mark. This just is in, seven. Oh. In, in, no, no, I mean for this episode here. Within this realm, that booze water is really fucking hitting my card right now. Dementia. Dementia, yeah. You're not going by witchcraft standards. You're just going. (laughs) No, it's bad. It's, I mean, oh, don't go into any opium dens. I mean, the, the whole. I, I wrote all that's, the pain. That's the, the equivalent. That's the retro puppet master equivalent of don't suck st- too many cocks on your way. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I wrote in my notes at one point, all the pain, because even though the, the, the puppets, uh, the retro design is kind of cool. Everything else around this film is just too painful to, to really sit through. Uh, and yeah, it plods along and the film's like only what 80 some minutes and it feels like two and a half hours. Uh, you know, yeah, it's 80 minutes and it's, it's yeah, no, I don't, don't do it. Just, just don't. All right, Seth. Um, well, after curse of the puppet master, I guess this is a minor step up. At least it tries in some aspects, but uh, I mean, it's probably the best episode of the night or the best film of the night that we're going to talk about. But uh, it's like shitting your pants versus shitting your pants in public. They both suck. And uh, this isn't very good. Scott Davis. No, it's terrible. It's a terrible <laughs> movie. I, 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 you know, and it's and it, and it sucks, too, because there's a good movie in here. When I saw The Mummies, I was like, oh, yes. I like the idea that they were going back to the setting and stuff. But the acting is so bad. I mean, and it's not just Greg Sesteros. It's everybody in it, like all of his people. He has this one guy uh, named Valentine. It's like the same guy who does the voice for Cyclops there. And he always talks like this. He sounds like Boober from Fraggle Rock. this whole movie like all the acting was bad the pace as you brought up was just so slow every the color palette was just so weak and drained i went i was trying to really enjoy this movie because the elements the plot elements that are there i'm like this should be a entertaining movie I mean, you've got people stealing the plans from this god, and he's going to give the secret to this uh, anonymous puppeteer, and he's going to set up a army of puppets to save this girl from the, these reanimated mummies. I mean, that sounds fucking cool, you know? But it's just how the film was done. It was just, you know, it was just, it was just terrible. So midway through it, I couldn't defend it anymore. I. I would either be laughing hysterically or just like slipping into drowsiness. Yeah. It was just a really bad movie. 
it's almost impossible to not go into a coma after 45 minutes of watching this movie. That's yeah. why I, I couldn't, you guys were sitting and like talking about the score at the end. I don't even remember it. I don't no. remember it at all. I thought it was just like very I thought it was, um, and no offense to my fellow panelists here, but I just thought it was a very generic, you know, oh, well, this is happening on screen, so I'm just going to hit this little button on my keyboard. What is that? What's that say by there? Demo? Okay. And then just <laughs> walk away, you know? And then that was basically all they did. So I was like, nah, 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 you know? You know, and then they'd add a drum beat if there was some minor action going on. But I mean, it, it was so poorly done. Unfortunately, the budget is really starting to show, which I, you know, I know so many of our favorite movies are working on shoestrings, but it really worked against this movie because it was so much more ambitious than what it could pull off. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it was, and it was just a poorly done movie all around. I just, yeah. I did not like it. Totally. Glenn. Yeah. Um, you you had said how you know this was you feel this is the best of the three that we watched. I would agree with you. Um, along the same lines as the three times that I was brutally sodomized with a broom, the one time with a plastic one was my favorite because I didn't get <laughs> no splinters. <laughs> um, yeah, just. Oh. How did that story never make it into an outtakes episode? <laughs> That's going in the legit show, baby. <laughs> and, and, and as Scott said, it, the, the worst part is that they had parts of what could have been a good movie. But, oh, my God. Just, it's it's like, hey, here's $500,000. What do you want to do with it? I figure I'll just buy a bunch of macaroni and cheese and throw it off a bridge. I mean, that's kind of what they <laughs> I love that. Great. What'd you do with it? I threw it off a bridge. Why the fuck would you do that? That's a waste of macaroni and cheese. That's the bridge was in France. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and there was some guy in the background going, what are you doing? No, it's double cheese. <laughs> I should call it cheese and macaroni. <laughs> oh my god. So so that means you liked it? Uh <laughs> okay, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Dustin, what did you think? See, I, I saw this when it when it first came out because I was a big Puppet Master fan, and like four and five were the first ones I ever saw, and then I waited forever for six to come out, which is you know a curse. And uh, when it finally came out, I rented it like the day it came out, and it, it ruined my life. And then I was like, <laughs> you know, they I, then they started putting up posters at the video store for retro. And I got really excited because they had, you know, a couple of the puppets on the poster. And I think I saw a couple pictures of the puppets online and stuff like that. Uh, and it, watching this now is just like opening an old wound. <laughs> like it was just like, it's just like I'm a flashback to childhood trauma. Like there's no reason for anybody to watch this movie that I can think of. Like, like it, other than it's kind of funny how fucking stupid it is. It has no redeeming qualities whatsoever, especially, you know, it's it's just a it's just a another marker in the decline of a cool B movie series, so I I hate it. 
<laughs> I agree. <laughs> and last but not least, Daniel. I, I mean, <laughs> part six was so awful. And just, this, I don't know. This one, I, I can't say that I would have felt justified if I had purchased it. But I mean, if you had rented it, maybe you'd have found something in it. I don't know. There was something, it's, it's God awful and it's slow, but it's, like I said, it's just the little things in it that were cool. Scott said it best. There was a really, really fucking cool movie hidden somewhere in here. And for little moments, it almost comes out. I mean, it almost shines through when you see actual magic spells like this. Correct me if I'm wrong. And I don't care if I am or not, but I isn't this like the first Puppet Master movie where they actually use like After Effects? Like they're casting the Ripley magic shit looks like fart beams coming out of their hands. Yeah, because fucking somebody's nephew found the lightning effect in After Effects 4.5 or whatever. I mean, that's cool, but I don't know how to do that. So, I mean, like I said, (laughs) some, some things are in this thing were cool, but just as soon as they do one cool thing, there's like two other things that are just so shitty. I mean, ultimately the the premise of the movie, why the fuck do I care? Because we already know what happens to Toulon. We already know what happens to Ilsa. I could give a flying fuck if she's 13, 33 or 93. I know what happens to her. So I don't care. And it's the same thing about Toulon. It's like, sure. Maybe he was cool but he still had dementia and he was young and he had a creepy ass panhandler that was hanging around and that it just had fart beam mummy demons that would come after him that would repeat each other all the time. It just, oh, God damn it. This movie is better than six, but it's, I want to like it, but I can't. If you watch it, watch it for free or whatever. <laughs> Don't pay money for this shit. <laughs> well, it's, it's puppet master, the phantom menace. De- death, well, death by interlace. Dinner by, death by interlacing is what it was. At least on my DVD. It was just liney. It wasn't even uh, wavy. It was the just, version I had looked fine. Yeah. I think the biggest insult to injury of this movie is what I have to say for my opinion of this movie is kind of along the lines of what Daniel just said. I think there are, at least compared to Curse, this is such a tremendous step up from Curse um, that I actually... <laughs> Sort of enjoyed watching it for the first 40 minutes. But the biggest insult is you get all these new characters. You get these cool designs of the puppets. And at the end, we go back to Guy Rolf sitting with the puppets in, in the head. And, the, and uh, he, you know, because he has this telepathic link where the puppets kind of like Chewbacca, where they they say something to him. Nobody knows what they're saying, but he understands perfectly. And he's like, oh, what happened to Cyclops? Well, that's a story for another time. And guess what? You never fucking find out. That's Retro Puppet Master. Another turd that doesn't matter because it leaves you it leaves open-ended answers that we'll never find out, and nor do we fucking care anymore. So let's, hey man. let's go ahead and move on to the next quote-unquote new oh, Puppet Master. Uh, Actually, God. for this one, Derek, for this one, could we just skip ahead and then you go back to our previous two episodes <laughs> and then just cut in our comments of dealing with those other six episode, uh, six movies and just kind of intercut them into this one? Uh, no, Mark, I do not want to do the work. <laughs> <laughs> it would be more work than they put into the movie. Exactly. <laughs> 
And what what is this we're talking about? We're talking about the Silent Night, Deadly Night 2 of the Puppet Master series. <laughs> Puppet Master, the legacy made in 2003. Whatever Toulon's hiding, this looks like a great place to find it. What is this? This is a robbery, Mr. Hurst. Don't you know anything about Andre Toulon? I know he had a secret, and I know that he passed it on to you, and that could be your death sentence. You'll never control those creatures. They're mine. Master 8 fits because this one has almost an entire eight minutes of original footage. (laughs) (laughs) Supposedly on IMDb, and I think this is bullshit. I think somebody decided to write this on the, you know, the do you know section. Yeah. Um, that there's supposedly 30 minutes of new footage in this movie. And yeah. before we get into too deep into oh, this, listeners, let, let me finish. Before we get too deep into this, listeners, I'll, I'll let you know what this movie is. But supposedly there's 30 minutes of new footage in this movie. That is bullshit. Because <laughs> what, is, what this movie is, dear listeners, if you have no idea what Puppet Master the Legacy is, this is the first non-full moon (laughs) puppet master movie in which (sighs) okay i gotta i gotta compose myself here well it was it is sorry it is the the story that we've all been waiting for (laughs) of elderly peter from part three the little kid that we were just desperately waiting to come back into this series (laughs) and a mercenary that's hired to confront him to get information regarding the magic puppeteer Andre Toulon and what that magic was and how he used it to animate his puppets. Now, this movie, you've seen it before because a good 80% of it is just recut footage from all the other films. It literally is like watching truncated versions of every one of the movies mashed in to an 80 minute long movie. And what sucks the most about this is, is if the, if you watch this directly after Retro Puppet Master, you have to watch Retro Puppet Master again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Almost immediately. And they make it look worse somehow. <laughs> I don't know how they did that, but it actually plays worse in the legacy than it does in its real movie. It is shocking how it looked like they were using VHS transfers to cut back to 
some of these movies, like especially two. Whenever they cut back to footage of two, it looked like like a third generation VHS dub. Dude, I bet you it was. Yeah. I would I would not put it past them that this was. They Could probably didn't have the rights because they. I want to know how they got the rights to the Paramount stuff. That's what I was just going to say. I don't think they had them. I think he tried to pull a fast one the same way he put the um, DVDs out. Remember a long time ago, like very early 2000s, he tried to put out the Puppet Master DVD sets or mid-1990s, and he didn't have the rights to those anymore. So they actually took – so they took the set off the market, and it's only been in the last few years where they've kind of made – up and he's got the rights back and stuff that they've been able to say like oh look we happen to have all these spare sets that we found (laughs) (laughs) yeah that box set was uh rare and out of print for years but he never ran out of them i wondered about that well he had to pull them is the why he had to pull them because paramount was like hey (laughs) technically i know you made them but technically these are ours you can't do that you know so so at least that's the what, what I've read about the story. When he was making this, and when he was making the legacy, there wasn't even really a full moon anymore. It was like that weird period where it looked like you know full moon was done, and he had and his company was Shadow Entertainment. I was fixing to say that was when he went to Shadow Entertainment, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Shadow Entertainment, which is bas- it basically was full moon, but they just called it Shadow Entertainment. And it was a while before he said, you know what, people just like the Full Moon brand and they brought that back. Or I don't know why he switched to the new label or not. But, uh, yeah, this is that weird kind of wilderness year period when he really couldn't get a lot of stuff off the ground. And they did he, apparently he did more movies that were just like clip movies in this period. Yeah, time. there's when aliens attack and yep. um, when when. What is it? When puppets and toys attack, which puppets is puppets and dolls. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Yeah, just like dumb clip show things. And then he would take um, movies and turn them like full length movies and turn them into shorts for anthology movies. Like Crypt of Terror had Lurking Fear and Talisman and one other movie. Like, and they're all cut down to like half hour versions of the movie. And then he puts a wraparound in it. Like he was just doing anything he could to not have to make a new movie, <laughs> you know, just to stay afloat. I imagine, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's definitely one hundred percent what this fucking thing is. And, and <laughs> I, if I'm going to say anything good about this is that if up to this point you had never seen any of the Puppet Master movies and you just wanted a quick primer on what the fucking deal was with any of this. You kind of get a highlights package of the entire series, and it actually tries to put the series together in chronological order and try to make sense of the fucking asinine continuity in this movie. It doesn't do a very good job, but it it at least attempts to. This is the first and I believe only movie in the series that Charles Band actually directed, quote unquote, directed. I mean, the four or five minutes of new footage that's in this movie. What, which is probably like an afternoon's worth of work. Oh, absolutely. It's, it's one set. And the puppets don't even really move at all. They hang on strings and just lay down on the, on the table. That's about it. Glenn, when you watch this thing, did you, did you fast forward any of this? Yeah. 
Yeah, I fast forwarded everything I've already seen. I'm not, I was, no, I'm not sitting through all that again. <laughs> well, I was getting texts from Mark the Movie Man, as I always do while he watches these things. It's sort of a therapy <laughs> session while, while he watches these movies. And he's like, so, uh, What's what's up with Puppet Master Legacy? I'm like, um, whenever a new, one of the movies, the previous movies come on, you can fast forward. <laughs> You've already seen eighty percent of this movie. Yeah. So, Mark, did you end up doing that? Oh yeah, it plays out a lot quicker at one and a half speed. I'm just, just <laughs> saying that. I, I just yeah, blip. Oh, I seen this. Boom, you you fast forward, and then the new footage. Like, oh yeah, that's interesting. Boom. And then, yeah, th- there's no new half hour of footage in this. That's a bunch of bullshit. Maybe, maybe 10 minutes tops and not many takes from those 10 minutes either. <laughs> um, I honestly, I, I don't think, you know, it, it's like the, the people needed an extra lunch money, I think, while they were in this because it it's, yeah, it was. I was trying to figure out, I'm like, what is this, a fan film? What is this? You know, and then you even got the thank you at the end of this film. And when I watched it, I go, what, did they like make some kind of footage for the cast? And then they just decided to market it instead. (laughs) Dude, this is no different than when we got duped thinking there was a new subspecies movie. And it was just a recut of the three subspecies movie. What was it called? Subspecies The Awakening or some crap? I never did see that. It's just another one of these clip shows. Oh, well, it's all it is. It's a fucking dupe job. Lube up, get ready. It's uh, <laughs> you're you're handed over your money, so there's nothing more to talk about. It's horrible. I know. I think one thing is that about it is that they try to get this like continuity going, but then they wind up insulting you along the way because obviously they can't keep the uh, continuity straight, and they like throw other movies under the bus. Uh, don't forget how where does she say that she got the journals from? She took the guy that we've been following for through part four and part five and shot him four times and killed him like off screen. Like, oh, yeah, I hope you didn't invest any, you know, anything <laughs> in, in those movies or anything because no. <laughs> he's gone. I wish would have seen that. <laughs> well, he was doing those shitty left behind movies around this time. So and those, fucking, and those are probably even worse than the legacy. <laughs> That's Johnny's special needs second cousin, man. Lay off, okay? Johnny got cheated by Ralph Macchio's illegal kick to the face. Leave Johnny's family out of this. No, the ending, though, is the one that got me. I The ending... Can somebody... I'm sorry. I was about to ask the same Am thing. I, I don't understand what happened. No, I don't, I don't either. either. No. She talks about... Okay, I don't know if you want to feel this, Derek. It's your show, man. Go ahead. <laughs> but I mean, though she, when she's talking, she says, okay, basically to set it up, audience, is that there's this woman who's like an assassin and she's been like trying to like interrogate the Peter person who's now named Eric and they never mention why. And they, she's been trying to interrogate him for, to get the secret of the puppets. And, and the, and the end, he overpowers her and shoots her. And, she says, I'm not here to take over the world. I'm here because the puppets sent me because they've been trapped in this. And 
in their bodies and they're immortal and they want to die and now they want their revenge because Andre Toulon was actually a madman or something and they go back to the footage of part two and um and says and that is your legacy and it's that's the like the big cliffhanger I'm like wait what are they saying now were they talking about the puppets that are in the room were they talking about the retro puppet master puppets Scott we have established now dementia. <laughs> dementia, dementia, dementia. This isn't even Andre Toulon, though. This is like... <laughs> yes, because maybe. all the stories that we've been told now by Andre Toulon, half the movies are all just him recollecting on things that had happened to him. It's all bullshit. And so now we have to know that, say that, yeah, all the stuff you heard about him being a good guy, that's all bullshit. He's actually crazy. He is like the, you know, the guy under wraps there and Ugh. I just it was a, it was... This movie actually offended me. <laughs> it was, I, was yeah. so pissed. I was pissed off for the, and I didn't even fast forward because basically more because it's really hard to fast forward on a Roku than anything else. But just because like it and I would just I was so furious for this goddamn movie. Yeah, this movie maybe they were desperate to bring back the uh, psychic angle from the first two movies. As long as they bring back the, the chick that Jill's off because everything she touches, she remembers people <laughs> fucking on it. I mean, uh, all this, all this the only psychic angle I want back. Do you remember this was like Full Moon's version of sometime like in the mid 80s, whatever? You remember that goddamn show that come on Sunday nights, like The Wonderful World of Disney, with yeah. that dork ass Michael Eisner would come and it with his raspy voice. But, Hi, welcome to another episode of Wonderful World of Disney. We have some most exciting films for Disney. All right. That's the most psychotic Michael Eisner I've ever heard. I could have just said Michael Eisner. But I mean, this, this was Full Moon's version of that. It was like a best of clips. The most insulting thing was they charged money for this goddamn thing. It's like they could have put – like seriously – had we had YouTube back then or something, they, they could have compiled this, put this out as a free promo at a convention. Now, could you, to me, like if I were trying to erase the fact that I've watched all this shit and just hand me a, you know, a VM back then, a VHS tape, but here, kid, try this, see if you like it. Come check out the Puppet Master series in the video store. That would have been fucking cool. But then right. at the end of this movie, after all this, so we've watched this Michael Eisner's Wonderful World of Disney Puppet Masters bullshit, whatever. At the end, they give you this credit sequence trying to guilt trip me or something like saying, thank you for your support for all the years of the Puppet Master fans and series. I mean, they might as well have had Gary Busey narrate the goddamn thing. And I love <laughs> Gary Busey anyway, but still, that's all I'm hearing in my head. I just want to thank you for being a part of the Puppet Master series. <sighs> thank you for your participation. It was the most expensive goddamn Facebook post they could have made. <laughs> they could have just sent a letter to the fan. Hey, thanks for watching. But uh, they, they could have just put a fucking movie. still of a middle finger and said, thank you for being a friend. It's, this movie was shit, and I hate it. It's I, Char And it's Charles Band. He's not... And I say this with some affection. I love Charles Band. I've I've established that on other shows. But Charles Band is a filmmaker and a producer, but he's also a great huckster. And he loves to ship product and he loves to shill. And he's never going to pass up a chance to 
like charge somebody for a new product uh, to the extent that that they're making a Blu-ray of this movie. How? I don't know how they're doing it. You know, unless they just say, you know, what do you mean you don't know how they're doing? It? You know how they're doing it? They're taking the file and they're putting it on a Blu-ray. I know, how I know, but I mean, it's like you know, like how do you justify it? Is what I'm saying, you know. And it's just you know anything, you know. The, the answer is it is within the question. <laughs> it's not even. It's not even going to have a menu or anything. You put the Blu-ray in, and it's going to have a little file icon that you click. <laughs> it's going to play it. I hope that I hope the resolution is no better than a third generation fucking VHS rip on, on a fucking Blu-ray. That's what you, that's what you deserve if you buy the fucking Blu-ray of Puppet Master: The Legacy, though. So let's go down the line, and literally all I want to hear is yes or no. Do you think this is a piece of shit, Dan? Yes. Dustin. Yes. Glenn. Yes. Scott. Yes. Seth. No. Ah, you son of a bitch. I just wanted to see what would happen. Okay, no. <laughs> now you got to talk this one through. No, nah, it was it was shit. <laughs> and Mark. Oh, hell no. I mean, hell yes. <laughs> what am I answering? I'm, I'm sorry, I broke it. You broke it. No, no. broke Mark because Mark's so fucking twisted on booze water right now. <laughs> I just, Can I add? I want to add one thing. I want to add one thing, yes. and and that's that this was actually my favorite of the three, but only because it's seventy three minutes long. <laughs> <laughs> All and I can, it actually has good movies within it. Right. Yeah. All, all I can think of is like a video box of Puppet Master the Legacy and all of us around it, like his faces, just like from Superman going, guilty, guilty, <laughs> guilty. No, we're Don't all be- standing in a circle with all the copy, collected copies of Puppet Master the Legacy, pissing on them, then lighting them on fire, and then stomping on the ashes. That's what Dude, we're what doing. What is your piss made out of? Holy shit. <laughs> you don't want to know what I drink during the day, Glenn. It's I may die within two months, but that's neither here nor there. Let's move on. We're done with Puppet Master the Legacy. I personally don't care to ever talk about it again. There's no need. And if you're stupid enough to buy the Blu-ray, um, I have some amazing oceanfront property in Nebraska to sell you. So... Next, we're going to talk about the last movie of the night, the amazing sci-fi TV movie, Puppet Master vs. Demonic Toys, that was made in 2004.
drops blood. Come to life, come on. Breathe, breathe. <laughs> Twerking. They've been protecting the Tulan family for generations. He's found the formula. Hello? Now, the movie is about a group of toy makers seek to use Andre Toulon's formula now in the hands of Toulon's great nephew, Robert, played by an elderly Corey Feldman (laughs) to to give life to a line of killer toys that they plan to unleash on Christmas Eve. So it's basically the Christmas version of Halloween 3 season of the witch. Mm-hmm. If, if done, if, if written by a whole room of monkeys from the Simpsons, this movie, <laughs> like I said before, stars Corey Feldman and Vanessa Angel looking hot as fucking always and a bunch of people that should have never walked on the set of a movie before. That's what uh, happened. <laughs> they walked on the set and got hired. Oh my fucking god! Um, supposedly Tracy Lords was set to star in this movie, but backed out because <laughs> there was budget conflicts between Shadow Entertainment and Sci Fi Channel. Boy, this isn't a reoccurring theme <laughs> with this series, is it? They didn't have Tracy Lords money, is what you're saying. <laughs> While Charles Band says that this movie isn't officially canon, it supposedly follows the original Puppet Master, Puppet Master 2, Puppet Master 3, Dollman, Demonic Toys, Bad Channels, Dollman vs. Demonic Toys, Puppet Master 4, Puppet Master 5, Curse of the Puppet Master, Retro Puppet Master, and Puppet Master The Legacy. It claims these are all part of this film. <laughs> Kiss my ass. <laughs> Some of those films claim to be films. <laughs> so, <sighs> I, I don't even want to go. Seth, what do you think of <laughs> Puppet Master vs. Demonic Toys? I don't know what to think of. I mean, oh, God. how old is Corey Feldman supposed to be in this movie? His daughter's in college. He's got the worst. Uh, Robert Smith from the or 
the Cure singer wig. What the hell is his name? Robert, Robert Smith? Smith. Yeah. 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 Uh, he looks like Robert Smith from the Cure, farting around, uh, grunting every line. There's a farting baby doll that's supposed to be the hottest toy of the Christmas season. I don't. Oh my god, the puppets look like total shit. Oh, what a disaster, Glenn. I was. I just said that the, the farting doll is is actually the believable part. <laughs> it is shocking to me, and I know Dustin may uh, have a, a a differing opinion on this one, but in this movie. This is the first time I ever saw the demonic toys in a good light because I personally think the original demonic toys is an absolute piece of fucking garbage. One of the worst fucking full moon movies ever made, Dustin. When you're allowed to be wrong, you're allowed to be wrong. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's one of the best. I love it. I watch it a lot. So uh, I don't know what to tell you about that. What do you I think will say this. Oddly enough, demonic toys actually look better in this movie than they did in the original. Demonic yeah, I was. I was actually about to say that. Like, baby Oopsie Daisy's face looks better in this one than than it does in the actual demonic toys movies. Um, the Jack in the Box looks like shit, though. It, it like it looks way worse. I don't know if it's the paint job or or what, but Oopsie Daisy actually like the articulation of the mouth is probably the best effect in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but I will say it's kind of cool that the puppets move around like they at least try to have them like walk around and do stuff in this. It always looks like shit, but at least they do. Like there was some yeah. there was some wire removal and rod removal stuff going on it that almost looked like stop motion a couple times. And um, we didn't get that out of the either of the other two movies we watched. This is this is true, even though the vast majority of the puppet master puppets in this movie stood on a table for a good like 80% of this yeah. film. Until they glued bad robot parts to them. And like when when it came to Pinhead, like especially when he got his like upgrades, it actually just made it look like they broke the Pinhead puppet. No, that's like, all it, they did, dude. I yeah. think all they did was tear <laughs> off his his the felt arms. <laughs> that was the actual like robotic animatronic arms that were underneath the puppet. So fucking cheap. So fucking cheap. I think that's the main. But here's the thing. But, but here's the thing. According to IMDb, and again, take that with a grain of salt. The budget on this was two point four million. There's I don't no believe that. that for a fucking second. <laughs> I don't believe it either because that would mean it is the biggest budget entry in all of the Puppet Master movies, official or not. <laughs> Well, all went up fucking Feldman's nose. I yeah, think. it had to have gone up his nose because I tell you, this movie looks like a cheap after-school special. It, it even though it's uh, directed by Ted Nicolo, who's you know known for Terror Vision and the Subspecies series. Yeah, he um, doesn't suck usually. No, he doesn't suck usually. I like most of his movies, even though it, it, I can't believe for one second that this was two million dollars because this this literally looks like a bad. TV film. It, it the lighting is it all is. bland. Yeah, it is. The lighting's all bland. There's no style to it. Um, it's mostly shot in frontal block. Like characters are right there in the middle of the scene. All medium to medium close up shots. Anything to to just like pound this movie out. It just looks very very. It looks cheap. like they contracted a crew from like ABC Family. To, mm-hmm. to shoot it like it has that distinct 
feel to it or like a like a lifetime movie. yeah like yeah. Disney Channel type. Yeah. Everything everything is kind of lit like they lit light like they light a lot of comedies these days which is they just light everything in the set because if we decide to have somebody wander off to this in this direction well we've got them covered, you know. Everything is yeah. just like that very bright garish lighting. Yeah. Mark, if you were going to say anything good about this flick, what would it be? If you don't watch, if you'd never watched any of the other puppet masters and knew absolutely nothing about it, uh, and, and you're watching something, you know, you're flipping through the channels and Sci Fi Channel was on, maybe watch it. I, but especially knowing the other films, this one really, they were just, they were just forcing this way too, too much. I mean. You know, they, they just, no, there's, there's nothing a lot really good to say about this. And they're trying and, and, you know, they're doing, they're trying to play the Terminator angle with the puppets adding, you know, freaking six shooter was like really hard trying to be Arnie, uh, you know, <laughs> in, in this with his half face. And it sounds like a cool idea. The execution was just so poor that yeah it looked at like the uh, robocop 3 came out uh and it felt like a robocop 3 of this series in that you know they child it way up even though you had some of the you know humor but yeah it's it's i don't know what they were trying to go for but whatever it was it failed but maybe they were smoking a doobie while trying to come up with the evil bong script and they decided first to do this. Mark, do not bring up evil bong on my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> <Number> one for <laughs> you. Don't ever bring that fucking bullshit up on my podcast ever again. Um, I think, I think you did uh, touch on something that's very important in this is that um, for me, one of the, the good points uh, or good parts of this movie is that it's kind of lighthearted making it a little fun to watch like there's mm -hmm. it, the, the fact that it that it's not gothic and it just kind of bounces along works in its favor it's the script that really kills it and the acting is so horribly forced camp that it doesn't come off as camp it comes off as bad acting Corey feldman is fucking terrible and i was trying this to movie i was trying to figure out like is what how much of Feldman's dialogue do you think he came up with? Because I felt like he was improving, even though nobody wanted him to improvise. <laughs> did, anyone, did anyone else yeah. get that feeling? Yeah. I can do that. Like he thought he was really funny and he was saying really funny shit and like they just couldn't control him. <laughs> like that's what I felt was happening. Yeah, it definitely felt that way. It, it, every single scene he's in, the moment he opens his mouth, him in that forced romantic uh, crush with the cop. Oh, God, yeah. those scenes are so fucking cringy. So fucking cringy. Just terrible. I mean, between the acting, the fact that the puppet master puppets really don't do anything for the vast majority of the film. There's virtually no gore. Obviously, this is a TV movie. There's really not a whole lot going on. I mean... The vast majority of the jokes are poop and fart jokes. 
<laughs> in this movie, which I usually, which I usually give a thumbs up to. I'm usually behind the poop and the fart jokes. As it says, the producer of Swamphead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm usually there. I'm usually like, yeah, I'm in. I'm in. But man, this <laughs> Daniel walking into this one. What do you got to say, bud? Oh God. Um. Hold on. Let me see. As a. Let's see if I can do it the way my uh, buddy Glenn would do it. <sighs> That's pretty good. <laughs> Thank you. Tori, Robert Toulon, thanks for coming on the show. Bye. This is just, God knows, this movie was absolutely terrible. It, and again, it's, some things in it were incredibly cool. Like, all right, there's a scene where the chick summons... I, I forget what they call it, like Bale. Yeah, they call him Bale, Bale in this Bale. one. All right, so they summon Bale, and while summoning him, she's calling on the spirit of Mammon, and you know who's the demon of commerce, and just it's all these little subtle things, and then it just fucking ruins it. Like the demonic toys, they're retarded. They are just absolutely stupid. I hate them. They are not funny. They are fucking horrible and i didn't like the movie and i didn't like them in my puppet master and i didn't like Corey feldman being a demonic toy in my fucking puppet master because he may as well have been it was just fucking awful the animation was cool it was kind of like you know in the 80s uh, the saturday morning cartoons you'd see them playing with the toys they're like yeah boo yeah get the new action figure because like that's how they made the puppets animate a lot of times but then they would mix in other animation and it was like, well, holy fuck, why don't they just do that with all the time? The movie is kind of like you it, you can tell in the latter era of full moon movies, like it's the setup. It's like your green screen room. I think y'all, I don't know the term you use where they set up one static camera shot where everybody's just in the same scene and they move around and they just do f- stupid shit in the background. And it just, you know, movie kind of plods along. It's the same shit. It just... God, it was awful. But again, they flirt with the things like mixing virgin blood with that other thing when they enhance the puppets. The demon scenes, man. Those demon scenes are the best parts of this movie. That shit was so cool. And you can honestly, you can watch this and see like where Killjoy and well, Mark mentioned it, so I can't mention that other movie, but then there's yeah, also... don't talk about that bullshit on my podcast. There's also <laughs> Ginger Dead Man, which that was actually kind of decent-ish, more on the decent... But you, you see where I'm... I don't know what, what to call it, that certain... You're treading, you're treading real light water here. <laughs> you know, you know when, you're, when you're watching a new Full Moon movie, you know it's a Full Moon movie because it has that same setup. Static camera, shitty set really high quality like it looks good and that's the problem it looks like somebody from who did a soap opera like days of our lives got thrown in to make a crazy ass sci-fi flash horror film and it was just awful why did ted nicola do this shit my favorite full moon movie of all time is like a toss-up i don't know if it's subspecies one or vampire journals i fucking love them Oh, Vampire Journals is great. Yeah, See, dude, all of the subspecies movies but, I think are great. And he did that, and then he does this, and if he can't make it good, then it's shit. Like that's kind of the way I just look at it, you know. If if he can't make this action, if he can't make this movie awesome, nobody fucking can. Dude, I think one of the biggest things that kills this movie 
is the fact that the puppets look fucking bootleg. They yeah. look so they, yeah. fucking bad. Six Shooter looks terrible. Well, you can tell I, they I didn't haven't... new puppets because because they couldn't get the old puppets somehow. Just what? I have a theory about that. Actually, I was thinking about this as watching. I think that they use the molds that they use when they sell their reproductions from their website. <sighs> Makes sense. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I've seen the the reproductions, a lot of them, and they look a lot better than what they look like in this movie. <laughs> really? <laughs> no, really. They, they really do. My friend has a, has a handful of them, and they look a lot better than this. Wow. Just terrible. The first time you see Six Shooter on screen, I'm like, that's some fucking uh, Chinese <laughs> knockoff yeah, version they, of fucking they Six Shooter. He had, he had some unfortunate Botox going on there. Six <laughs> oh, man. And one big question, if anyone could answer for me, I, I, I maybe I had been snoozing the rest of the series. I never, I never caught this. But why does it look like that the puppet serum is made from a combination of Toulon's blood and vodka? Those bottles that they keep popping <laughs> open look like vodka bottles. Well, that, what that the was, fuck that, was that? That was Corey's stash. <laughs> <laughs> it was Corey's stash. He had the he had Corey's angels smuggle them in from whatever country he's trafficking them in from, and uh, that was that was what he had. They had going on there. Dementia. It runs in the family. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, that is the theme of the night here, boys. The theme of the night. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, this is this is something. I think the the only thing I think of Mark the movie man, which I'm surprised you didn't say here, Mark, was Jester gets an upgrade and finally gets something that he could use to actually damage someone. What'd you think of that, Mark, when he got the upgrade with the mace? Oh yeah, I, I thought that was great that they actually gave him like a mace and he actually used it and he actually used it to do something of of worthwhile like you know knock the freaking clown head out uh yeah I, I thought that was cool they actually gave him a weapon for one so you know we got we got glimpses of that and uh which one was the um i forgot which one it Five. was now, Five. we nailed the dude in the nuts with the meat tenderizer yeah yeah so you know yeah. i mean it, it makes sense that now he has the club on the hand because he was using the club in five so yeah, I, I mean it was it was cool, but still it was it was in a film where he couldn't really use it like you really want him to use it. He used it on another toy, which was you know that that scene at the end. I totally agree. The the scenes with the demon and the, the way the demon was designed, the makeup on him and that, I dug that. I was like, I, I dug the dungeon scene, even though the blood extractor machine seemed to move at the speed of plot. Because one guy, <laughs> because the one guy they put in there, it worked really quick. But they put the girl in there, and it took a while when they fired it up for it to even to just start, you know, poking her and drawing her blood. And I'm like, oh yeah, moving at the speed of plot. Thank you very much. Drama. Speaking yeah. of the plot, did anyone else think that this movie, for you know, a story that takes place over a day and a half, felt like it took a year? <laughs> this movie is so fucking boring uh, you know i was gonna say even though it seems like it does take a while this one it's a bad movie 
don't so don't even start but <laughs> like of the three tonight it would probably just barely be my favorite of the three because i could say that the first two i was just bored stiff and this one i can say it's bad but i'm not bored just that fact just that fact that i was not bored during it makes it probably the best of the three tonight i think i think you're the only one here scott i don't know did anybody else find this find this actually entertaining that needs to be full moon's new motto it's bad but it's not boring (laughs) (laughs) that's that's the pull quote for puppet master versus demonic toys Oh my gosh! All I gotta say is, <laughs> what the line in this movie that uh, that basically sums up my thoughts on this is when <laughs> the baby demonic toys. I what's his name? Baby Oopsie. Baby Oopsie gets thrown down into the pit of uh, hell, and all you hear is him going. Oh, why I oughta. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's how I. Feel about this movie. There was, a, there was an eyeball popping scene that was pretty cool. Yeah. Like the corn. Well, I, yeah, I know, but I mean, <laughs> it did come out of nowhere because most of this movie, it could be PG 13, I think. Yeah, that's uh, the only obviously. really gory moment is when, yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, I think, you know, and I just, and also the tone, as you mentioned, I mean, one of the things I liked is that in the, is that they have the blood extracting machines and everything. And what is their big, the basement uh, devil summoning part of the toy factory look like? It looks like something you'd find in a toy factory. It looks like if Willy Wonka went full Satanist, that's <laughs> what he would come up with. He had with. a high school play budget. Yeah, on a high school play budget, exactly, because it's like a one isolated corner of the chocolate factory. But God, I would so know. watch that if Willy Wonka was a Satanist. I would so fucking. <laughs> I always kind of thought he was like a red licorice pentagram and shit. That would be so funny. <laughs> hey, don't give Charles Band any idea. Start marketing that bullshit. There was oh. a fake Willy Wonka horror movie trailer a few years ago. Yeah. <laughs> I'm about to cry. <laughs> terrible. It's terrible. Let's wrap this fucking hijinks up here, boys, and let's go ahead down the line and give our final thoughts and a yay and nay on this bullshit. <laughs> Dan, ultimately, what do you think? Oh God, I'm a full moon fan, which means I'm kind of like an abused spouse. I'm I'm emotionally damaged by a crazed old guy with dementia. And I can't tell if it's Toulon or Charles Band at this point, and it sadly doesn't matter. Like I said, watch them if they're free and if you have absolutely nothing better to do. I didn't mind part seven. These other ones suck ass. Oh, God, they're so awful. Yeah, just pass. (laughs) Oh, Dustin. (laughs) When this series gets bad, it's like it's so frustrating to me because, like, I I love Puppet Master and I love – demonic toys and like i just want to reach in and like fix it like it's like it's so irritating like like it's it's true frustration when i watch this because it just feels like a big dumb missed opportunity like all the ingredients were there and they chose to make this instead and um i guess this one is like if you don't give a shit about the movies you can probably like turn it on in the background and be mildly entertained every once in a while um but i mean it's crap it's it's 
it's just crap. It's crap that <laughs> makes me sad. Approach, <laughs> the end to, to finally make your Puppet Master movie, Dustin. That's what I want to know. You know, I don't... I, <laughs> I had thought about that like years ago. I, I actually like was gung ho about. It. I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna write this script. I'm gonna write the million dollar one. I'm gonna write the twenty thousand dollar one, and just like give it to band and like see what. I, and I just don't think it would. I mean, I don't think it's worth the fucking effort. Like even if I like g- gave him something, he'd just rip my ass off and like he'd go off and make it without me. And like, I mean, you know, he would. Like, he'd be yes. like, oh, he, I mean, he would. so there's there's no point. I've just given up on it. Maybe one day I'll make like a movie that's very much like puppet master <laughs> and just call it something else. Uh, call it master but, puppets. There we go. There we go. Or pu- puppet mistress. And I'll just make it a lady. And, yes, uh, there you go. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just crap. And it, and it bums me out because like I said, I've seen the ones that go past like after these, it just stays crap. And the worst thing of all is that there are these people, these fucking people who will tell you that they're good. They'll be like, no nah, man, number 10 is actually really good. And then you watch it and it's fucking not, it's fucking terrible. Garbage. And I don't know. I don't know what like delusional world they live in where they're watching it and not realizing how bad these things are. I don't know. It just makes me sad. Cause I love, I won't say I love one. I love two through five. Like those movies make me really happy. And uh, so does demonic toys. And it just bums me out that the series gets so shitty. It's just, it's so sad. And the, the funny thing is <laughs> as much as I dog on the first demonic toys movie, it's a hell of a lot better than Dollman versus Demonic Toys. Oh my god! Needs an Oscar. <laughs> well, that's, that's just because all of the footage in this movie was actually this movie. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't, it, it, they didn't do like Puppet Master versus Demonic Toys: The Legacy, like Dollman oh, versus Demonic Toys. Uh, Glenn, w- what do you walk away with this? I just want to apologize. I was doing <laughs> cocaine by the bucketful. <laughs> Uh, so I don't remember. Is that Corey or Robert? I can't, or Glenn. I don't even know who's speaking right now. We're all the same person. I got have a question. Then why didn't you uh, credit yourself as Kinky Finkelstein in this one? Does anyone get that joke? Is that just me? <laughs> That's you. Oh shit! I went. I went way off the fucking map. Like I said. Buckets of cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> Dimension. To, to clear, Corey Feldman is in Toxic Avenger 4, but he's credited as Kinky Finkelstein for that's some reason. Right. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's a deep cut. Yeah, maybe, that was God. too deep, I guess. <laughs> I forgot about that. It's been, so, it's been a million years since I've seen that movie. Oh, that's a great movie. It's it better movie. than any of these movies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's true. <laughs> true so so uh robert toulon or or glenn or clive turner or whoever it is i'm talking to right now <laughs> what did you walk away with this don't do cocaine <laughs> <laughs> i'll take that as a, as a rating uh scott it's it's terrible i mean I've, I've said it was the best of the three which i stand by but it's still bad uh you know they acting is bad uh cory feldman doesn't need to be try to be terrible he just needs to be cory feldman but it, it, nevertheless he was handed this and he says hey anybody got a shovel shovel i think i'm gonna dig a little and he's so they went with that he they tried to retcon it again with a new origin story and uh, I just can't be asked to give a shit anymore. I think they completely, um, 
Now, I never saw Demonic Toys 2, but I feel like after... Unwatchable. Was it? Because I feel like after... Because yeah. I feel like after Dollman versus Demonic Toys and this, they kind of ruined Demonic Toys, which... And I liked the first one a lot, too. And, um, and Demonic Toys 2 is a three-way, just like the Dollman versus Demonic Toys. It's... Or not a three-way, a two-way. It's Demonic Toys, and it's a sequel to Hideous. Oh, uh, and it's directed by Billy Butler, so you kind of know what to expect. Oh, I like Bill Butler, um, but uh, yeah. But anyway, but going back to this, I just uh, no, it doesn't work. It's bright, it's not boring, but it's still terrible. So no, I'm going to say no. All these things were this 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 was this was an ordeal. This episode, it yeah. Really this was this was the witchcraft nine episode. That's yeah. what this was. <laughs> <laughs> That's what this fucking bullshit was. Uh, Seth. Uh, it should have been one of those so bad. It's good movies that you can just pop a few beers during and have a good time laughing along with, but it's, it's painful and uh, it gets worse that it could have at least ended on a decent note because the demons, the coolest part of the movie, uh, he really is pretty well designed, but the the ending is so anticlimactic that uh, Christmas morning hits and he just sort of jumps into the fiery pit with the woman from the rival toy company in the least horrific manner of all time. Well, he doesn't want to damage her. He wants to have some jollies with her yeah, down in hell. I mean, I mean that's not, why. Uh, it's not scary for us. Uh, we don't, uh, I don't know. It was boring to watch. That's what I'll, I'll give it that. Yeah, just pass on it. It's a Corey Feldman movie made after 1990 that speaks for itself. Yep, agreed. Mark the movie, man. Yeah, the, this one really you don't need to watch. It It was is a made-for-TV version of Puppet. I don't know what their point of what they were trying to go for, but it didn't work. There is, much like it was, it was described uh, uh, with a couple of these other films, is... You can see the potential in here. It was almost as if if they took a step back and took a little bit more time and, and effort into, I think, this one and, and like in retro as well. And rather than just crank something out, actually puts a little bit more thought and, and effort into it. I think the, you, you've got a potential for some really solid, fun films unfortunately they're just mass producing crap at this point they've got a name it's just it's just okay here we go you know they did it with legacy and especially this this is just trying to cash in on a name is what it is uh you know and in the end like like scott said i don't really care (laughs) you don't really care at this point anymore because it's like they're trying to retcon it again. They're trying to rewrite it again. You're just like, no, you know what? I've got the original first, you know, three or five. I'm going to go just back and watch those because these newer ones, they don't add shit to it. They're just our shit. And, and can you believe that he has wanted to make this movie since part three? I don't uh, think this is the one that he wanted to make. I mean, but they he's want- been tossing the idea of Puppet Master versus Demonic Toys around since part three. Yeah, but I don't oh. think it was. I don't think this is what he wanted because I, I mean, I he not. didn't even because he didn't even do this one. You know? Nope. 
I, I think it, he may have wanted to, never got around to it, and just was like, yeah, fuck it here, whatever. <laughs> that should be the next full moon motto. Yeah, fuck yeah. it here. <laughs> that is literally after Paramount left. That is basically the theme of every full moon movie after that point. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm, I'm going to close this out with just saying this episode was miserable. It was... <laughs> Watching these movies sucked. None of them were good. You can pass all of them by. I remember when this movie came out, I don't know if I was high, if I was drunk, or I had been bonked against the side of the head with a rock. I actually liked this movie and bought it on DVD. Now, after all these years later, re-watching it, this movie sucks. Big time. It is garbage. It is so cringy that it's hard to watch. It really is so fucking hard to watch. If you don't mind a bunch of really horrible fart jokes, shitty bootleg puppets, and um, actors that can barely spit out their lines, oh, go for it. All these movies are for you. Otherwise, anybody else that actually liked any of the Puppet Master movies just pass these motherfuckers by. And um, that concludes this episode of Astro Radio Z and another uh, Puppet Master episode. Next Puppet Master episode, Mm. we're going back to World War II and we're going to finish out this series of franchise episodes with the Axis series. I have a feeling... Termination isn't going to come out in time. So, unfortunately, we'll have to do one more episode when that finally drops this year. Yay. I'm not saying yay because I've seen the other two movies. (laughs) And I'm along the lines of Dustin and saying they're garbage. (laughs) I'm, I'm kind of not excited for the next episode, but who knows? Like this one, maybe my opinions will change. So until then, this is the por- this is the portion of the show where my guests shamelessly shill the fuck out of you. First, Dustin, you always have a million and a half things that you're doing, new movies you're putting out. Why don't you tell my audience where they can buy the 500 movies that you've put out in the last three years and uh, let them know what are the new ones that are going to be coming out? Where can they get them? Um, uh, you can get my stuff at, I mean, if you just search my name on Amazon, um, most of it is there on DVD. Uh, also a website DMP that's like for Dustin Mills productions. So dmp.storeenvy.com. You can get a bunch of my stuff. Um, I have like six movies in the can right now that I'm editing. Um, they're all features. And um, where I actually I have a shoot in the morning. I've been sitting here building props while I'm talking to you guys. Um, I have a shoot in the morning for a movie I'm working on that I'm really excited right now called Rip, which I think is my going to be my best movie. And it's the biggest movie I've ever done. And uh, I'm pretty stoked about that. So um, that's where you can get my stuff. I don't I mean, I don't want to I get myself in trouble by announcing titles sometimes because it takes me a while to get them out every once in a while. Um, but, uh, the current stuff is, I mean, the easiest place is Amazon, or if you want to see one of my movies for free, um, our kids movie, Halloween spookies is on YouTube for free. If you search for Halloween spookies, it's right there. It's, uh, the feature length one. <laughs> so, uh, uh, if you want to check that out and you can watch it with your kids, if they, you know, watch monster squad and gremlins, they'll be okay watching that one. 
Well, Dustin, I'm going to bring you on another episode where you and I are just going to sit and talk and maybe get some of the frustration out because I think that could be a whole episode in and of itself. Yeah, uh, just probably. Talking, <laughs> just talking about filmmaking and uh, the audience, the underground audience in general right now. Yeah. And I don't know how you're still even making movies. I've walked away for a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, I almost did. I w- actually would love that. That would be like a therapy session. We should do that. Let's do that. Let's plan on it. And uh, thanks for coming on, man. I've been waiting. Thanks for having me, man. It was really fun. Even though these movies fucking suck, it was fun to talk about them. So thank you. <laughs> no problem. Dan, chill. Throneofanguish.com. I've been doing some site changing around and stuff. And that's where you'll find all my stuff, Throne of Anguish and the Night Keep podcast. It's all just throneofanguish.com. Symphonic death metal, pompous horror, Halloween music or whatnot. Or just Google Astro Radio Z and you'll hear my wonderful dulcet tones and maybe even a Michael Eisner's too, you know. <laughs> Your the next episode of the Night Keep should be done in that voice. <laughs> all right, done. <laughs> all right glenn shill you can find me at guyinabunker.com you can also find me on youtube with guy in the bunker productions and the bbb bunker or just follow me on the twitter box at guy in a bunker scott shill uh you can catch me at moviocrity.com you can also catch my web series moviocrity uh, all about exploitation films and such at vimeo.com slash channels slash moviocrity. Seth Schill. Uh, you can find me on uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube at Celluloid Terror and Celluloid Terror on uh, Blogspot for horror and exploitation reviews. Last but not least, Mark the Movie Man, shill your ass off and don't fuck it up. <laughs> okay well you can find the majority of my stuff at specialmarkproductions.com you can also find written reviews for me on we live entertainment.com as well as on their youtube channel i do a horror thursdays segment there where i do uh, video reviews mostly indie stuff you can also find my youtube channel special mark productions where i do reviews on the final cut uh, i've uh, reviewed many a film there and you can check it out there. I'm also on Galactic Netcast for the Movie Man's Movie Minute and the Spoiler Room podcast, which I run uh, right now as well, where you can hear many of these fine people on it uh, as well. All right, folks. Thanks for listening. And uh, panelists, let's all, instead of saying goodbye this episode, let's all say why I oughta. You ready? <laughs> One, two, three. Why, why I oughta. You can find Astro Radio Z on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spreaker, YouTube, and anywhere that podcasts are found. Please subscribe, share, rate, and review. You can also follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and email us questions, concerns, or just general chatter at astroradiozpodcast at gmail.com. Coming from me, Derek Carey, thank you for listening, and I'll see you next time. <laughs>